what's unusual? We had a little technical difficulty there with the promos, but it's okay. Here we are, ready for recording in progress for another week. And we've got backup recordings, we got recordings, so I don't think we'll ever miss a show again, even though we had our third computer just go down. So we are prepared, and I'm going to turn it over to Nolan, and I'll let Nolan get started, and then he can throw it over to Jenny. Well... I'm running just a tiny bit behind today. Oh, I should have thrown it to Jenny. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's okay. great. That's fantastic. I'm just explaining why you're hearing a lot of screen reader noise in the background until I can get that to uh, disappear, which will be in mere seconds. Welcome, everyone, to Book Talk. It's another great Tuesday, and uh, it's interesting that Tuesday is also the day the publishers release new books. We haven't talked about those much on here just because they're kind of harder to get at in some respect. They're, not all of them are on Bard, and so they're a little harder to get new releases. But one of these weeks, we'll maybe devote some time to what got released on a given Tuesday. I don't know why they pick Tuesdays to do it. That fascinates me. But uh, They know the Book Talk show's on. That's what it is. That's <laughs> like, that, that may well be what it is. I'm a fan. Uh, I wasn't even sure we were going to be on the air today. <laughs> There we go. Well, I've we now, have those kind uh, of moments. My, I have a Dell audio problem where I plug a headphone into it and it won't work. So, going to have to uninstall all those Dell drivers probably someday, and I hate doing it. Anyway, uh, welcome again to Book Talk. It's good to have you here. We this week are going to talk about the book The Chain by Adrian McKinty. And. Uh, that's our book of the week. We don't have anything slated for two weeks from today. Uh, we just haven't picked it yet. But this, my goodness, I don't know. I, I guess I should roll it to uh, to Jenny and let her talk about uh, her thoughts of the book if she wants to do that, if that's where we want to start. But I just got to say, wow, what an experience that was. But anyway, I'll let her go ahead. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Um, if I, you know, you, you wonder... I guess the first thing that I thought when I started reading this book is what, you know, you, you love your children so deeply and what, you know, what would you ethically do if it meant you or them? I mean, how far even, I mean, and, and this lady, she, her personality changes throughout this book. I mean, she, she doesn't start out to be the kind of person that would ever dream of taking someone else's child when I, you know, and I wonder, could I do it? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know either. I remember on one occasion, many years ago, my daughter and my youngest daughter and a friend, and they were about 10, got on a bicycle to get, got on bicycles rather, and just kind of rode around the neighborhood. And we thought we had lost her. And, and for about 10, 15 minutes, we were frantic, trying to find her, find, calling her by name, et cetera, all of that. And the terror, the absolute mindless, numbing terror that I experienced during that period of time, I can't explain it or describe it. And if, if you're one of these folks who've not been a parent, I don't know that you could ever be able to replicate it. Maybe you feel a, a similar thing if you lost your guide dog or something that matters to you a great deal or some other pet. I don't know, but the 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 loss of a of a child is the loss of a child is just beyond anything you can describe. I uh, found her when she nonchalantly pedaled up, and we were like, where the heck have you been? 
my first inclination was let's lock her in the basement until she's 35 and then it'll be okay. <laughs> you just feel that sense of I have well, to protect but, I this mean, person. You know, how, how do you not be like a helicopter parent like they talk about? It's I hard. mean, this girl was at the bus stop. Yeah, it's hard. And you tell your kid, don't get in a car with a strange person yeah. you don't know. Don't Always. even talk to him. Always. And it's sort of, it sort of reminds me of, I started to read that book about the, the three girls that were taken by that crazy guy in Ohio. Right, right. And, and I got to how they picked up the third girl. And I thought, in this day and age, how could you be so dumb? I mean, right. that's a true story. And you think, yes, exactly. how could you be so dumb to get in a car with somebody you don't know? Exactly. Uh, it's. It's astounding. And and yet those of some of us who grew up as little children in the sixties did not have helicopter parents. We most decidedly didn't. It was get outside and play until you till we call you in for supper or dinner, whatever your evening meal was for you. And so we had a lot of free range, a lot of room to just be. That was a good thing. But it, these are different days than those. I I hear people talk about, well, we ought to just go back to the way it was back when, you know, I don't think you can anymore. The stakes are too high. There's just too much, uh, well, I'll say it if no one else will, too much genuine evil out there. And you have to combat that as best you can. Um, it doesn't mean you lock them in the basement until they're 35, of course. But, <laughs> but uh, when, you're, when you get that child back to relief, it's just beyond anything I can describe. Could I have taken another li a child and, and replaced it so that mine would get released? I don't know. I don't. I can't say no. I would never have done that. I don't know. I if if that child is gone and you miss it that badly and there's an escape, there's a way back. I don't. I don't know yeah. if I could say no. I'm not going to take that. I'm going to break chain. But, but I would. I would want definite, real assurance if I did it that I would for sure get my kid back. Though absolutely. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take the chance and take somebody else's kid and have them kill mine anyway. Exactly. So the setup to the book, for those of you who may have tuned in a little late, and this is our book of the week. Again, it's The Chain by Adrian McKinty, and it is both available as a recorded audio book from the National Library Service and as a Braille, vol uh, Braille book. You can download the Braille version as well if that's what you prefer, um, and we can give you those numbers in just a bit. But the setup of the book is that um, a child, is, someone kidnaps a child, the mother is notified, hey, your kid's gone. Um, and if you want it back, you're going to have to kidnap someone else's child. And only after you have that other child uh, kidnapped and in a safe place, only after we have a certain amount of ransom money in addition to that, will we let your kid go. Um, and the kidnapper is someone, some parent whose child was also taken. So this chain goes back, back, back through its nefarious links from parent to parent to parent. And so um, that's the setup for the book. Uh, I guess, do we have any listeners who wanted to, if, if there, we had listeners who read this, would love to know what they thought. We do not have any hands yet. Okay. All right. Uh, wow. I was uh, impressed by this mother. I, I agree with you that her personality changed, but she really worked hard to get that little girl back to her daughter, her 13-year-old daughter. And she did things that she never thought she would do. She was horrified by her own actions but also extremely determined. I don't have a choice. I have to do this. I'm curious, Jenny, what you thought of Pete and uh, what his role was from your perspective. How how valuable was he? What was the point of having him in the book? I, I think he was very valuable to her because he gave her 
a rock because she needed somebody to sort of give her the push. And I think he was that push because she really, I mean, at first she was kind of cowardly. Maybe cowardly is too strong a word. I mean, she, she'd never used a gun before. She'd never thought of doing any of these things. She, she never thought of where would be a safe house to keep somebody where they wouldn't be able to scream and be heard. And Mm -hmm. I mean, all those things. And he, he was enough of a military person that I think he gave her the, the push that she needed because she couldn't rely on her husband. No. That's exactly right. What about his drug use? How did that play? I that that confused me, quite frankly. I I don't know how valuable that was, but maybe somebody who read this and have a has a different take on it could chime in on this. What were your thoughts on his drug use? Um, well, did it have value? Did you see it as a interruption or a, a interference in the book? I why think, did that have to be in there? I think to symbolize that. You know, he had gone through so much pain and everything, and and his way of getting rid of all of the pain was was to do these drugs, and he really wanted to quit. He wanted to get on with his life, and I think, you know, the helping her helped him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just getting an email from... Craig in Central Ohio, who says he can't join our link, and I don't know how to help him. I I'm, I look for it here, and I've I've mislaid it myself. So. There is a number, Nolan, that if he could, if he ha- if he can't join the link, he can also go six four six eight seven six ninety nine twenty three, and then there's a code he would need to enter. But he he can do that if if need be. So okay, is the he... phone number again, real quick? Can you do that? Six four six. Yep. Eight seven six. Got it. Nine nine two three. And then the code he's going to need is 287 723 4600. 287 723 4600. Yep. That's it. Okay. Perry's kind of say that a few I think it is a way to separate Pete from this flawless hero person who can't do anything wrong. Uh, maybe show that he too is flawed. Um, you, the book clearly establishes a a good, solid, healthy relationship between Pete and the daughter Kylie. Yeah. I think her name was, and so that's that's in place at the beginning, right at the outset almost. Um, but I never quite figured out that. The, purpose for the drug use i guess it was to show you that even though he experienced this problem he could work through it and still help not only get her back but uh do some of the things he was able to do at the end uh, which we won't talk about the end of course and we do have oh oh, sorry jennifer we do have gil with his hand up so Uh, you want to go ahead and unmute he's he's smarter than i am i I think we'd be better (laughs) off to hear from him on this well unfortunately I chose not to read this book, but I, I had a question. Uh, uh, Jennifer said something about a true crime book uh, about, uh, I think she said, three girls abducted in Ohio. Yeah. I was curious if you knew the name of that book. I will have to go and research and find it in my downloads. I do not remember. Something about hope and 
Yeah, this was Potty, a Potty, you can start unmuting while, while we're to, waiting. I'll have go to go and, and look this for it and put Cleveland, it on the but... list because I don't remember the name of it now. Yeah, if you could include it in your email that you sent out, that would be great. Okay. Thanks. Now, Connie, you're up. Well, I... <clears throat> I almost I almost stopped reading it several times, but I'm glad I I'm glad I stayed till the end, because I was glad that she that she broke the chain. What well, what made you want to stop reading it? There's the spoiler. If you haven't read it, <laughs> and you were gonna, whoops. I'm sorry. <laughs> what made you want to stop reading it? Well, I was happy with the fact that she that she got her back. That she that the child. But why did you want to stop reading it? What? Well, because all the stuff like after the stuff after chapter forty-two, where they were in her room. At first, I thought, oh, this is a waste of time. I'm not going to read anymore. But like I said, I'm glad I did. Yeah, it was, it was a, a gripping read. Lots of suspense. And, you know, we didn't talk about it, but what about the resiliency of Kylie? Yeah, I, mean, I was impressed by that. she wasn't just, just laying there doing nothing, so no. I hope they get me out of here. Good I was, point. Yeah, I was impressed that she, that she was able to, that she stuck with it, and that she was able to eventually see that the wrench and... Oh, and yes. I was, I thought that was, I mean, she was really thinking ahead. She, well, it might take me a couple of days, but if I keep moving the stove just a little mm-hmm. further, I'll be able to get to that wrench. Yes. It's like, man, yeah. you know, and I was, I was proud of her. I thought, I don't know. I think I'd be so terrified. I probably wouldn't do anything. Exactly. I know. Exactly. I was impressed about how the guys were more gentle with the kids than the women. And you would have thought it would have been the other way around. Isn't that interesting? Yes, because when they took when they took Kylie, it was the man that was usually pretty nice to her. Yep. That woman, she was about his. She was so hysterical. I thought I'm, I wasn't surprised when she shot the policeman. I figured she was going to shoot the man before that, or end up shooting the little girl. Just. Yep. And and the lady that the lady that um had the little girl taken. I mean, she was mean too. Yes. Yes. And I just kept asking myself, could you have done this? If this had been one of your four daughters, what are you doing here? What are you doing at this point in the in the process? And guys, I, that's what haunted me the most. I kept seeing myself in that circumstance, and I'm not so sh- I just, I don't, I think I would have done everything, absolutely everything possible to get my kid back. And that's a terrible indictment on my character, I guess. But, uh, golly, at some point, what do you do? It's just... Um, I loved the, I loved the, the, uh, what am I trying to say? I loved the, the, I, I really enjoyed the, the nature of the book in terms of the setup. I loved the idea that, uh, you got to kidnap a kid to get yours back. That's really creative. You have to wonder what goes on in the minds of people who dream that or who come up with that stuff. <laughs> they scare me a little. And I know. I mean, this woman had, I mean, I thought, what kind of an author would have that yeah. kind of imagination? Yes, that was me. And I'm wondering, on the other hand, if you're married to someone or, or living with someone like that, you sleep with one eye open. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's. But if you're going to be a good author, you have to have a vivid imagination. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, that's Otherwise, you true. won't sell. Oh, you're so right. What, 
What did you think of the scene with her friend at the bank when when she goes back in there and she's like, you're going to give me the money. I want this money, yeah. Well, this is, uh, I hate to use the old cliche, this is a mama bear um, out there to, to defend hers, to, to, to try to protect what she has. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great scene. That guy was like, whoa. <laughs> you can almost see him with his hands up. Stop, stop. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it was amazing. What freaked me out was the, the guy, you know, she walked out of the bank the first time and the guy stops her and asks her, are you, I don't remember her name. <laughs> and she says, yeah. And he says, are you pregnant? She says, no. And then the next thing you know, she's getting hit. It's like, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's astounding. It's, um, we don't know a great deal about the character of the, the nameless, faceless woman. I guess I don't remember her. Uh, she was uh, the woman at the, who actually ran the chain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, I know. She's kind of a nameless, faceless character. She fascinated me, too, only because there's so little we know about her. What what kind of abuse did she experience to uh, to become that kind of person? That's just creepy. Yeah. Oh. And the thing that freaked me out is that, is that, the, is that Kylie ended up at their house. Yes, yes. Yeah, good point. And she and 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 the mom's like, there's Carly, Kylie, yeah. and and the guy and and the guy's like, no, it can't be possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I thought the Christmas time contrast was really effective. As I thought, as I remember, it was set around or near Christmas time, and um, or in the winter, some some level. I thought that was an interesting way to do it. Any other thoughts on the book? Wonder if she's written anything else. I know. I was wondering that too. Yes, the short answer is yes, and I think they listed some of them. Um, we have somebody, uh, Nolan, uh, from uh, 651 from Minnesota who wants to Oh, that's done. Right, let's do that. Go ahead. You got to unmute, please. Yep. Yeah, hi, this is Diane uh, from Minnesota. I was wondering what book you're talking about. Oh, sorry and if you I tuned in late. This is called The Chain. And the author is Adrian McKinty, M-C, capital K-I-N-T-Y. Okay, Latino. I'm going to check it out sometime. Yes, you'd like it. It's a, it's on, it's a part of the National Library Service collection. Well, so, All right, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Um, any other thoughts on the book before we move on to other things? I'm sorry, I wrecked the, the, wrecked the oh, ending. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> just cracked me up because I was working so hard not to. I'm like, <laughs> I loved it. No, don't don't worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> um, anything else? All right. Well, that's a fair amount of lengthy time spent on this. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was, I'm glad we picked that. I just uh, one that stays with you long after you close it. Do we want to talk about something for two weeks from now? And not everybody speak at once. The one with the, the kid, the kids in the blizzard. Okay, you you'd like to you think it'd be okay to do the children's blizzard by Melanie Benjamin? I I'm fine with that. I love that book. Yeah, that so, caught me. That caught my attention. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good book. All right, let's do that then. In two weeks, we will do the children's blizzard by Melanie Benjamin. And I don't have the order number, and I can get it in a few minutes. But we'll we'll go go from there. Yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it. It's well worth it. So, all right, um, shall we do a few books here? I have one that um, 
I I just watched the movie that goes to it on Netflix and the the book. The movie actually follows the book pretty much, which is unusual. Cool. It, it's called um, The Glass Castle, oh, and yeah. it's by it's a memoir by uh, I think Jeanette Walls. I think that's is how correct. you say her name. Yep, that's correct. And she is the reporter from MSNBC, mm-hmm. and she. In this book, she said she got the permission of her brother and sister to really talk about the things that happened in their in their life. They were a family on the move mm-hmm. lots of times, and her, her she had a, a brother and sister. And her father, they were a pretty dysfunctional family. Her father was a very bad alcoholic, mm-hmm. and when he would, he was... He loved his children and they and he would do really fun things with them and be a wonderful father when he wasn't drinking. But when he was drinking, he would become violent. And he and this poor little girl, she just had a heck of a time. The book begins when she decides she wasn't very old. I wish I could remember how old she said she was when she did this. Mm-hmm. But she was up at the stove making hot cooking hot dogs and she set herself on fire and oh, seriously God. burnt her skin and Ooh, she, they had to do grafts on her and everything else and oh, i mean she, poor little thing <laughs> they just had a really i mean you really feel for them but it's it's a a very good book because it you know it shows how the siblings escape their father's quote glass castle that he always wanted to make and and have lives of their own and become successful people. Children are so resilient. I don't think we realize sometimes the things that they go through and they come out on the other side and they're it just fascinates me that the how resilient they are. Mm-hmm. And this book you can get it in braille or or um, on audio and the Book, the Braille number is BRC00809, and the audio is DB61540. Very cool. I've not read that yet. I've seen it all, all along, along a lot of years, but I've not read it. Um, well, next Tuesday, a book releases that I'm really looking forward to because I have developed such a regard for the author. And I'm speaking of uh, T.J. Newman. That's T period space, J period. The last name is N-E-W-M-A-N. She wrote a book uh, published a little over a year ago now that absolutely blew me away, and I loved it. It, I I called it a 15-star book in a five-star world. Um, The book that she wrote over a year ago is called Falling. T.J. Newman is, and she just got interviewed this week. If you are able to download the podcast, um, uh, Olivia's Book Club. This is from Arizona, and this media person, Olivia, interviewed T.J. Newman this week in its uh, article, Um, and she's a great interview, and I would wholeheartedly recommend you download that if you can. It'll give you some insight into how she wrote these books. Again, the book I want to review today is called Falling, and her next book, which releases next week, a week from today, is called Drowning. They're not related. It's not a series. But uh, she just apparently enjoyed that one-word title thing. Um, here's the setup real quick. Bill Hoffman didn't – he just didn't want to to do that coast-to-coast trip, airline trip. Bill's a, a pilot. His son played Little League. 
And Bill thought he was just tired, and he thought, I'd just like to stay home one week, one day, and watch my boy play play baseball. That's really what I want to do. The airline was really shrill when it insisted, you have to come in, Bill. We're running short. We don't have enough staff. You've got to be here. You, We need you to fly this flight. So off he goes. Um, once he's in the cockpit, everything looks ready to go. Things look normal. He's got a first mate, if you will, or a co-pilot, whatever you want to call him, who seems a little a little odd, but he's it's not somebody Bill has ever flown with before, so he's not thinking too much about it. He gets a FaceTime audio call uh, while he's in that cockpit. It's from the house. There's a guy there who claims to be a cable repairman off to, out to fix the family's internet problems. Um, <laughs> well, not so not so much. He appears in the screen of this FaceTime call, and he calmly announced that uh, Bill Hoffman's wife, Carrie, and their two kids were now held hostages. And he further explains that unless Bill poisons some of the passengers in the plane and crashes the plane, Carrie and those kids will die without question. Um, well, you can imagine uh, Bill's first impulse is, no, I'm not going to poison anybody and I'm not going to crash this plane. Um, he had no plan as to how to prevent it, but he just knew that there's no way he was going to kill those people or crash that plane. And he was also sure that somehow he would avoid having his family uh, murdered at, as a result. Um, every page of this is a, is a suspense head rush. That is not me being overdramatic. That's not me being flamboyant. This is me trying to tell you what my experience was when I read this book. Every page was a suspense head rush. Um, every scene is more exhilarating than the last one. It's a race against time, terrorists, and even a spirited Yankees World Series game. So vivid are these descriptions that you're going to hear in your own head the ominous hiss of the escape of poisonous gas out of a sinister canister as someone throws it into the co-pilot, throws it into the plane. Um, you'll feel the out-of-control tilts and twists of the aircraft as that co-pilot tries to bring it down. And you'll wonder what on earth you would do. What you won't do is yawn your way through this. You won't sleep your way through this. Uh, I, it's a short enough. It's a fairly short read. I've forgotten the length of it. We can look it up real quick. I've got it over here. It's um, not that long, but this author rang every emotion out of me that she wanted to. I pretty much was was putty in her hands. Said, "Do whatever you want with me. I'm I'm just all yours." And my goodness, she absolutely wore me out. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna skip through this. It's not gonna be one of those books where you're like, "Oh well, I don't know. I I guess I'll read this." Um, the the order number, if you want to download this from the National Library Service, is DB104510. Again, it's called Falling. And uh, the reading time is 8 hours and 28 minutes. So it's not a, a long, you know, war and peace type read. This is this will get you in a couple of... What you're going to really resent is having to live your normal life while, it, while you're listening because it'll mean an interruption. And uh, so, uh, I, I, yeah, I won't go any farther into it. I've made my point clearly enough, I guess. But again, it's called Falling DB104510. You hooked this fish. Oh, uh, you! <laughs> in all seriousness, you would love it. I know. His book always gets your attention once you read them. <laughs> <laughs> and the interview that, that, was, that I heard today was just outstanding. I... I really hope to be able to get a copy of the brand new book that's out next week. So we'll see. 
That might be something we do once in a while is look at the new Tuesday releases. We, we can, can do that. They are. We can do, I'll try to find them, but we got to do that with the, the idea that, you you know, it's not going to be available on the day we talk about it necessarily on Bard or um, it'll always be on Audible. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bookshare, but even that's going to be a little iffy. Um, so, yeah, but that, that would be fun to look at once in a while uh, just to see what's coming out. Are Bookshare and audio um, free to bar users? N- no, neither. That's it. Let me re-answer that question because I've given it a, a bad answer. In some states, Bookshare is free to blind users if their local or their state library for the blind uh, purchases a statewide membership. In Ohio, we have that that privilege. Uh, it's brand new. It just happened earlier this year. Um, Otherwise, you're going to be paying something. I don't know what the new fee is, 89 bucks or 90 bucks. 80, 89, yep. 89, yeah, mm-hmm. a year. And um, that just, that's more than I can handle personally, although I guess it's, no, it, it's a little better than Audible because if you buy Audible, that's 15 bucks a month for one book a month. Uh, Unless you get a plan like. or a better plan. You yeah. know, plus, just... plus, you have to figure that eighty nine, ninety five, or whatever a, a year gives you a hundred fifty books to download a month. A month. That's right. You you're just never going to run out. And Audible. I mean, I love Audible, and I use it. I'm a member of it. But you know, for the money, you're going to get two Book books. Share is way better. However, yeah. however, you can get a lot of free books from Audible. Now, the quality of mileage you get may be. But they have several thousands of books you can get for but, free. But we should also say, too, that right. now I don't know, a lot of them seem to be uh, self-published books. But if you have TuneIn Premium, you can get lots of audio books from there, too. Yeah, that's a good thought. I had never explored Lots that. and tons and tons. They've got over 150 thousand no, right now. Not all of them, but some of them I've looked at are self-published and lots of times they're even read by the author. So. Right. And if you if you do that, you can probably, if you check around and this and this, I know in Premium is, oh, what about 10 bucks a month? You can probably get it cheaper than that if you check around. You know, yeah, Jenny got it for 40 bucks a month and some people got it at, what, 25, 30 bucks for the year. So you can get it cheap you just watch the special so but those are bestsellers new york best i mean all of that and that's totally free and you can do that from your computer your iphone or any other device so there's a lot of question do you know whether TuneIn has the ability to speed the book up a little bit or yes they do nolan i thought of you on that that must be new because when they had audio books before they didn't they do have now and you can speed it up Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, Hello. I think we got somebody. Yeah, I thought I heard somebody in the background. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my name is Dan Tivaldi, and I'm in Illinois. I normally would have gone uh, through the Zoom link, but you're, for some odd reason, your link isn't working. Uh, it could be yeah, because just, I've got a computer issue here, which is not reliable today for whatever reason, and I apologize, but... Those things, unfortunately, Glad you're here, though, Dan. That's, thank you for coming. Come in and being persistent. Yeah. So go right I ahead. Want, I, wanted to, I wanted to introduce myself to Nolan since I e- oh, emailed. Great to put a name with a voice. 
Yeah, because I write uh, book reviews for the DB Review list all the time. In fact, I wrote one this morning. Yes, you did. It was extremely well done, as they all are. I. It took me an hour to write it. I'm not surprised. It. Yeah, it's, it shows. It was great writing, and I, uh, I'm always impressed with your stuff. Thank you for being here. No, you're welcome. This is interesting. Um, I wonder if there's a way of... Oh, we already talked about the books here. Never mind. You already answered that question, but yeah, it's yeah. too bad we don't annoy because I've been very disappointed in the recent offering from NLS. I don't know me what's too. going on with it. Me too. Me too. I agree. It's... Right. I don't know. I hate it. And there's no quality control. They're, they didn't even implement the DAISY standard like they said they were going to 10 years ago. Right. But the, what worries can, me is the quality, the, not the quality of the book so much as the, the titles are just, to me, kind of awful. And I, I get that my awful title is someone else's, oh, man, I couldn't read, live without that book, I, I guess. I mean, if I, I mean, if I had a, if I had children, and I was looking at the list of recently added books, I'd be horrified if they saw I agree something. With you. T- learning from the bedsheet, like, can't I, we do better than? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, it scares me to look at some of the stuff that's going into that collection, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's a really good way to fix that. Um, you, they say, well, let your regional library know, but that it doesn't seem to go anywhere ever. It feels like that just goes into a muffle and never comes out. So, um, we don't even have a regional library in Illinois right now. Right? We have a temporary right. idiot. Right, and so yeah, those, those are those are things that well, I, I I don't want to beat it to death, but I, I don't just, disagree with just you. Just to voice an opinion, Dan, can you call one of your surrounding states' libraries? Yeah, how does that work for you? I don't know. Well. The only, uh, the only library I've called was Utah, and that was only to clear up a mix-up about getting the NLF e-reader. Oh, that's a uh, whole fiaf. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know here in Iowa, we have a we have a library here. So I mean, if you could yeah. call one yeah. of your surrounding states, yeah. Well, I know. Who knows? All right. All I um, will thank tell you, you is in. we appreciate it. We um, do have a no, 407, so we'll bring them in. All right. Thanks again, Dan. Do you have, do you have a mailing list? Yes, we do. Yeah, that's a good point. We and do. Jennifer will tell you all about that in just one second, but yes, we do. All right, okay. let's hear from uh, This is Shirley. Shirley. Yep. Um, one quick question and one quick comment. Now, I... We had a small power glitch, so um, I don't know if I missed if you guys decided on the book for next time or not. You started to talk about it when we lost power, so I don't know if you decided on it. If not, I'll just be quiet and wait. The Children's Blizzard. It's The Children's Blizzard by Melanie Benjamin. Okay. Uh, Now, my other comment, uh, since you were talking about Bookshare, uh, and again, I didn't hear you mention this, but in case people don't know, um, it is also free to students. Oh, that's true, and um, I did not mention that. So that's something you might keep in mind, even if you're like a Hadley student, you know, and take part in their webinars and, mm-hmm. you know, their, their things that they, they put on on a regular basis and things like that. So that's Thank you for bringing that up. I, I and I'm glad it. to hear about Ohio. I thought they had joined the ranking for that. So They did indeed earlier me. this spring. Yeah, That's I thought I great. said something like that. And you yeah. said the children's blizzard? Is that the name yes, of it again? Yes, the children's blizzard. It, it's un, unfortunately, I think it's only available in audio. I know you prefer Braille, but I, I'm right. sure you can find it on Bookshare. Um, okay. Blizzard with okay, two Zs, which is how you spell that, of course. The author is yeah. Melanie Benjamin. 
Okay. And I think I saw it somewhere when you talked about it last time, but I'll look again. I think you're Thank right. Thank you very much. If you're going to order it as an audio, it's DB101802. 101802. Okay. So. okay. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Thanks. And one other matter real quickly here. We're working on the computer and we'll have it fixed. We may have to replace the computer, um, but we'll have that fixed in plenty of time for next week. Okay. Jennifer, if you want to talk to Daniel about the list and give out your email, we'll be oh, glad yeah, to add that. Daniel so, to the list. Yeah, good. Um, we do have a, an email list. It is... To subscribe to it, it is legend-booktalk, the plus sign, subscribe, at groups.io. And we are... Oh, okay. So far, we are a pretty low-volume list. You know, we always encourage people, if you have a book that you want to talk about, you can talk about it on there. Normally, um, except for last week when I goofed up, I think, (laughs) I usually send out on Thursdays the list with all of the order numbers of the books that we talked about on the show that week. Also, you can reach Jennifer. Can you give, if he has, Dan has any question? And I can give you my email address that would come directly to me is jsparks752 at gmail.com. Okay. I I responded to your message on the DB review list earlier. I I can't remember if it's that address. I just responded so quickly. But we'll make yeah, sure that you're communicated with and you have no problem. And let us know if you have any problems picking up the stream off the legend itself or whatever, because and, we will make sure it's right. And, and we don't care how you read your books, where you get them from. You can talk about any book you want That's to talk true. about. That's true. This is not a Bard-restricted podcast. It's anything. We give a lot of Bard numbers so that people can, sure. can use it, but... But we don't care where you're reading it. It's, no. It's out there. Public library, um, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many books I read a year. I mean, it's probably thousands. Right. right. I doubt that. Hey, you get them wherever you can. So it's okay with us. Yeah. You know, and another thing, Nolan, for people talking about the bookshare thing, they can always use Libby if their public library offers it's it. absolutely true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I think it would be. It looked a lot better than it used to. It's really good these days. They've done a great job with it. Yeah, I it's just certain webmaster here that has a problem called me, but they better get their act together and make sure that that link is working. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just happens, yeah. right, Nolan? It always uh, does. It yep. it's yep. always does. So go back yep. to it. We'll get it straight next week. It'll be all good. Maybe. Oh, hope. Uh, we hope. We think. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Do you, do, are you next with a review or am I next? Well, I have a quick one. Or you, um, I, I really, this book, as much as I like Joy Fielding, I really didn't, this was not my favorite book of hers. It's, and I hope I haven't reviewed it here before. It's called All the Wrong Places. And it no, is you a, haven't talked about this. And it is about a a dating service, basically, a matchmaking service. You know, one of those Wi-Fi, one of those internet things where you you have your profile and they have their profile. Well, anyway, there's this man who calls himself Mr. Right Now. And uh, you know by the that he's up to no good. But anyway, he he targets girls that he 
sees, looks at their profiles, and he decides he's going to target them and create a match with them. And, and he calls himself Mr. Right Now, and he gets them to go on a date with him, and he takes them to his house, and he winds them and dines them and kills them. Well, he gets this main character's cousin, and she decides that in order to get her back and get him so that he can no longer do this, that she's going to be the bait and and make him come out to get her. And so, you know, she she keeps sending him texts and everything, and, and she puts him off when they schedule their date or whatever and tries to get him to meet her someplace else. And, and anyway, she ends up working with the police. But I, I don't know. There was something. I usually really like her books, but this one... It was just okay. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as good as hers usually are. But if you want to read it, it's all the wrong places. And it's Joy Fielding and the, I don't have a Braille number, but the audio number is DB944449449. That's a lot of fours. Sorry about that. Um, and I do believe I'll double check when I put the list out. It may also be available in Braille, but I read it in audio. All right. Very cool. Um, I want to talk about a book that is in process at NLS. I looked it up and it says, has been selected for audio and the word in process is in there in, in the place of the book number. So I'm hopeful it gets there eventually. It's making a pretty good buzz out in the BookTube, or that's the YouTube group of people who do books, book reviews. They call it BookTube. And on Bookstagram, which is the Instagram uh, subset of, of people who are avid readers. And it's it's it gets a pretty good buzz out there. Uh, Sarah Dickinson, whose podcast is called Sarah's Bookshelves, which I frankly wholeheartedly recommend. I really enjoy her style of interviewing people. Um, Sarah Dickinson seemed to have, have thought pretty highly of this book. It's called More Than You'll Ever Know. And the and the author is Katie Gutierrez, and that's spelled K-A-T-I-E-G-U-T-E-R-I-E-Z. Uh, I misspelled that last name. Let me try it again. G-U-T-I-E-R-E-Z. And uh, this is a debut novel for Katie Gutierrez, and... It's hugely impressive as a debut. Uh, it, it won't go down as my favorite book of the year, not even close. Uh, others will get there a whole lot sooner. But there are two main characters in this book. Let me give you the quick setup. The, the first character is Cassie Bowman. Cassie is a wannabe true crime writer. She is young, unmarried, trying to get a break in the field of true crime writing. And she does a blog that's paying her a piddly amount of money. She's devoting about 15 hours a week or so to this blog. Um, it's not enough to make ends meet. She is engaged to a guy who comes from a warm, lovable, intact family, and he operates a food truck in South Texas. And um, he is uh, he is utterly unworthy of Cassie. She deserves far less than him, frankly, and um, feel bad for him because she's she's a bit of a scrapper. And she will do anything to get that true crime break. So she scours the webs, the, the net, and looks for grisly murders in various places. Any kind of news clipping about a murder, a grisly murder, she's all over that and wonders if it's going to make 
give her the break she needs to make it into the New Yorker or to get to the big time. She's, as I said, a bit of a scrapper. And one of the things she stumbles on while digging through the, the dark and grimy portions of the web one night is the story of a murder of a, a guy in South Texas. He was a Mexican who was in South Texas to visit his wife. The problem you have is his lovely wife was already married to another guy in Texas. So the guy from Texas apparently murders the guy from Mexico once he finds out that his lovely wife has been living a double life as a bigamist. Um, her name is Dolores, and she goes by Lore, L-O-R-E, Lore Rivera. And she's a bit of a conniving, manipulative individual who uh, she married um, first uh, the first husband she married, they had a set of twins together. She goes down to Mexico as part of her job. She's a banker. And while she's down there, she gets invited to the wedding of a client. Well, this client is important to that bank, so she can't really stiff the, the individual and not show up at the wedding. She goes, and she meets Andre. He is a Mexican citizen, but uh, is a vastly different individual from her husband up in Laredo, up in Texas, on the, on the the across on the American side. Um, she... Eventually, they keep seeing one another because she keeps arranging to have to go down to uh, Mexico City. And pretty soon, he asks her to marry him, and impulsively, she says yes. And that's how the bigamy begins. Now it's up to Lore to try to hold that family, those two families together and do it well. What I want to tell you about this book is it is not a thriller. A lot of people went into it thinking it was because the publisher marketed it as a thriller. And as a result, they felt a little betrayed, a little falsely set up. So it's not that. Um, it's a little long. It's 13 hours in length. But it is fascinating, the machinations that Lore has to go through throughout the 80s to keep herself uh, married to these two men without one or the other of them finding out. Um, and you just shake your head at the kind of manipulative connivance that someone will go through to uh, to live a double life. Um what I would tell you also about this real quickly is that Katie Gutierrez is an immensely talented author. She is, I, I, for a debut novel, well, for any novel, this, this is really stellar. I didn't see a lot of freshman first-time mistakes in this. I didn't see any, as a matter of fact. Her choice of words will really capture you and keep you, keep you moving to the back page. I have a lot of admiration for her ability as a writer. This is a, this is a great first effort. If, if there's more books in her, I hope to be able to find them down the road. Um, I felt a little betrayed. I thought there would be more of a thriller to this because the publisher said it was, and the publisher lied. Um, but this is, it's worth seeing. Um, I, it's worth reading. I would recommend it. I don't, again, I don't have a, I don't have an order number, but again, it's called more than you'll ever know. And it is on Bookshare because I downloaded it there and read part of it that way. I also downloaded it from my public library. So in audio. So again, that's more than you'll ever know by Katie Gutierrez. Sounds like a good book. It actually was. Yeah, I've often thought, it's kind of off topic, I guess, but I've often thought about how easy it would be for a woman to lead a double life. I mean, if you didn't change your name when you got married or if you... Yeah, I think especially in our young adulthood, that was true. I think today with the... The, It'd be a little harder now, but yeah, the influx of digital information that can move even more freely than than people can uh, would be. It'll be harder. It would be harder, but even still, it could probably be done. 
It's a scary thought. <laughs> it is, and you think of all the people that are in witness protection programs and things that are given completely different lives than what they started out with in different names. And, and the, the ending of this was wonderfully twisty and... I didn't see it coming at all. So there is a, mis a mystery element in here. Uh, like I said, the publisher says it's a thriller. I disagree. It's not. So look forward to what's coming out on Thursday, and then you can follow that book if you want to read that book. Yeah, that'll be. Because that'll come out yeah. on Thursday, and then next Tuesday her new books will be out. Yes, and next Tuesday it comes out to... uh, Drowning by T.J. Newman. That I'm looking forward to. So, But I urge you to check out the tune-in and see what it might have for you because that might be another gold mine. And then again, it may be something you want to totally avoid. It's cheaper but... than Audible, so uh, maybe. Well, they do have some classics. I thought I might read The Great Gatsby. I probably am one of the last people that never read it. But I admire you so much for trying to do that. Wow. Oh, but... Then you're one of, one of the two last people, Jennifer, oh, I haven't either. I hated that book so much, I can't even... I, I, oh. well, if you many... get through it, wow, good for you. You have my life. <laughs> How many of you have read War and Peace? I never could bring myself yes, to read that either. Yes, I did. I got through that. And I Moby Dick. No, I got through Moby Dick. That I was a been there. I've not been there. I did War and Peace, and I did, um, oh, the Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. I did another one called Great Expectations. Yes, yes. Oh. Good for you, because I'm not sure I've read that one either. So. Yeah, I never read, I read that either. Was it good, Bill? Uh, it was good at the time, good enough to do a book report on, but I don't, it's, it's one thing about getting a little bit older. I can go back and reread a lot of this stuff and I don't remember it. So it's a good thing in some ways, you know what I mean? I can, can you remember everything in your collection you've downloaded, Nolan, after no. all these many years? No, I can't. I, if I didn't keep copies of the reviews I wrote, I would have no knowledge of anything I've downloaded. Right. So, no, no. so yeah, you understand then yeah, that yeah, um, get it. that can happen. So, but, you know, it's, it's there. It's funny, you know, with two audiobook readers in a household, lots of times when I start to read something, it sounds kind of familiar, and I don't know if it's because I read it before or I heard Bill read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah. For me, right. oh, it's almost six and uh, on the East Coast, and so we probably That's need to wrap That's why we kind up. of stalled for a second there. Let me get over here, and we'll say thank you for tuning in. Come back next week. Five o'clock um, Eastern, four o'clock Central Standard Time, two o'clock uh, Pacific Time, and then you can figure the rest. Same time, same channel. Hopefully, everything is all working. So I know I got a busy week and weekend ahead of me. You know how it is to set up new computers, Nolan. That's grim. So yeah, that's grim. Lots of fun. All right. All right. Good Have luck. a good one. Have Thank a good you, one. everyone, bye. and bye. don't freeze in the blizzard. Goodbye. Right.